Running a business is no easy feat, and as it grows, so do the demands on our time and energy. Is it realistic to try and do it all by yourself? Tonight, we'll explore the art of delegation, a game-changing strategy for business growth and sustainable success. Whether you're a solopreneur taking your first steps towards delegation or an established business owner looking to optimize operations, tonight's episode is for you. Stay tuned. Our goal is simple, to help you achieve the dream and vision you first had when you thought about starting a business. We're here to make growing your business less complicated. There are building blocks to build a sustainable business. We promise to seek them out and address them all. The Better Your Business Show starts now. episode of the Better Your Business Show. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> I am Natalie Espin, your host and the fabulous coach for business herself, Miss Shannon Mavis in the house. Um, hey. Hello. <laughs> I, was, I was cracking up because I'm watching you behind the, you know, backstage um, laughing right before we come on. And I was like, I wonder if it's because of, uh, it doesn't matter. And, and I'm still stuck on the game because I was like, I want to No, no. Okay. Because I think it would be, it was so much fun. So, okay, I'm going to try this and you just tell me. So it's a well-known song. You know this. Okay. okay? Are you okay. ready? I'm ready. So I have to guess the song, correct? Yes. You have okay. to guess the song. Sometimes you picture me. I'm walking too far ahead. You're calling to me. I can't hear what you've said. Then you say, go slow. And I fall behind. The you second say, hand unwinds. Uh, Cindy Lauper. <laughs> <laughs> That's what gave it away, though. The second hand unwinds. Yeah, I knew because up until that point, you were just like, "Wait, I know this. I know this." But it's so weird listening to the lyrics versus hearing the, you know, hearing the whole song and the melody and all of that stuff. So there you go. Okay, now I've gotten that out of my system, you guys. It was just a brain break before we get started on this topic tonight of delegation and the importance of it. So just relax. Do that to your friends. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Yes. <laughs> do you guys do that when you're together or is it something you do online? Yeah, no, we did it when we were together. And where did you get the songs from? You just picked them? Yeah, you just pick songs that are in your head that you know someone should know. And some are really so difficult. But a lot of the times for me, I have to, I can hear, like, I make up my own lyrics <laughs> to most <laughs> songs. Because I'm like, I like the melody. I like the beat or whatever. But words, I got my own. And they might sound better in this case. <laughs> but, um, so that's my that's my challenge is I don't know the lyrics to like the real lyrics to a lot of songs um, or. Yeah. So it's it's a lot more challenging for me. But some people who have like this vast music knowledge, it's a piece of cake. But I've I've stumped some of them even that actually know song lyrics. So there you have it. All right. Well, sounds like a good time. <laughs> Especially if you're drinking, probably. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like even fun during the pandemic when everyone was jumping on Zooms and doing stuff together, that would have been a fun. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, tonight we are talking about delegation, which I'm really looking forward to this subject um, for a few reasons. I feel like there's been times in my life uh, where I've been better at it than other times. And so I'm just excited to hear your perspective on things because I know that, you know, on our, well, just on the I Do Systems board meetings and even with the show, you're kind of one of the people that keeps us on our toes if we're trying to wear all hats, I'll say, right? And so I'm just, I'm interested in your feedback. And then obviously we're having Carlton here tonight, who is the founder of ID System. So Carlton is a wealth of knowledge and it's always just great to hear from him. He always uh, just drops gold, so. Yeah, do we wanna bring him on and then I'll share my thoughts because it was because of a conversation with Carlton that, that this topic came about. You know, he and I, um, yeah, let's bring him in. Let's bring right. him in so that it's not a surprise or a secret to anyone. All right. Founder of ID Systems, Carrollton Hoskins. Woo! Hello, hello, hello. Pleasure to be here. Good to see everyone. Hey, we are, are here as well. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a while since I've been here. And all I can say is, Shannon, I had no clue what that song was. That's God's honor. I was like, what is this song she was talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's, you know, the song, everyone, as soon as I said the second hand unwinds, I knew that that would get it, but you have to try and I, and I intentionally picked that piece, but it's just like, yeah, these are the lyrics. And, um, I probably would have gotten it. <laughs> I say that, um, on this side of things after reading it, um, I probably would have gotten it because when rock band came out, my family and I, we would do rock band pretty much every weekend with friends that are coming over. And that was one of our favorites because I am a performer, y'all. And I sounded just like Cindy Lauper, I felt uh -huh. like. Um, <laughs> but I was like, give me a microphone. I am doing time after time. I would practice. That's the one thing I did put some time. I was a stay-at-home mom. I could practice while the kids were at school. Oh yeah, I'm ready to hit all of those notes. Mm -hmm. um, you want to go to Texas? <laughs> okay, <laughs> just come over. Like karaoke at your house. <laughs> we did you that too, right. Natalie. We did that too. Okay, but but delegation. Let's talk about this. Um, so yes. yeah, my thoughts on it are it, it is tremendously important. And and you know, as Carlton and I were talking about this one day, um, it's so hard as business owners for us to let go of tasks. And I was thinking about it. I was just like, for how many years that he and Tehran, you know, work just side by side, one on, you know, together, it was just the two of them. And then someone else came on and it was just like, okay, I know what this person has to do. And it was very specific. If I'm not mistaken, that was your developers, right? Absolutely. So it was very specific what they were working on. Everything else Carlton and Tehran had to do. And what I, what I was noticing is that Carlton is and I do her. <laughs> so if it, if it needs to be done, he is going to jump in. And if you know, it's almost like you have to jump in real fast before he gets started and, or, or it's, he's going to have done something and which in some cases it was great in others, it just made it so much more challenging. And so I just think a lot of business owners, we all get stuck in that where we're so used to doing everything for our business or everything for our family or everything for our friends, whatever it is, we're so used to being in that space of just doing, 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 
that we forget that other people are out there to help us. Other Absolutely. people, you know, and especially when you think of Carlton as CEO coming in, it's just like, not only do you have other people out there that are willing to help you, but that's what you brought them in for. Why are you then doing? So Absolutely. Absolutely. big fan, feel like it's, it's something that a lot of business owners really need to pay attention to. Um, and the team needs to step up and say, hey, by the way, you brought me here for this reason. Let me do my thing, right? So. Absolutely. I think delegation is the hardest part of entrepreneurship, not solopreneurship, but entrepreneurship. But obviously it starts from the solopreneurship mindset. And I think we get dug in as these solopreneurs where everything is our responsibility. We're trying to determine if the idea makes sense. We're trying to determine if there's a market for it. It was just an idea that came to our head, either to solve a problem or to make money. And so we lock in on that particular idea and then we start growing it. And there's an attachment that happens subconsciously in our mind where we feel as if, if it's not done the way that we see it done, it's not complete. And when you're first starting, the other thing is you're constantly to your point, what we, what we cloned or, or, or how do you say that? Yeah. What we cloned as the mad hatter syndrome, is we get stuck doing everything and we don't want to let it go because we feel it's going to be more work. So in our in my mind, when I first started with I Do Systems with Tehran, when there was something to be done, if I gave this to someone else to do, many times they would do it. But when I get the work, I feel like I could have done a better job. So then I feel like I have to redo it again. So in my mind, I've lost time because I could have had that done two weeks ago. And I think that is the mindset that we get married to at the very early stages of our business. And we'll talk about how to not do that. But this was the reality that I faced when I started the business. In fact, all of the businesses that I've ever started, I always had that forward thinking of, I have to do it or no one else is going to do it or no one else is going to do it right. And it takes time to work yourself out of there. But there's a methodology to help you not do that and we'll talk about that as well that's that's interesting to me i was thinking about i think that i'm probably really horrible at delegating i don't have um i would say for the first reason as you i'm glad you guys are both laughing at that. <laughs> <laughs> well i was getting ready to ask you that and then i was muted and so that's where you you led into is i'm horrible at that well, because what I what I was kind of reflecting back because I don't feel that way about the I do systems team. And so I was kind of trying to think of why don't I feel that way? In previous partnerships, I did feel that way for the same reasons. Either I thought I could do it better or they just weren't going to follow through in the time that I wanted it done. Or they just don't, sometimes just didn't follow through, which I never really understand that. Right. I mean, actually, we I guess we've had that experience a couple of times with other people that have been on the board with us. But those of us that have really been the core um you know i haven't had any challenges with that which is one of the reasons why i really like working with this team you know there's well there's a, also a feeling of safety that goes with that too when you can rely on the people that you're in the trenches with right so um so i feel like in this regard that i'm better at it but i wouldn't say that i'm great at it. i think it's one of the reasons why i've stayed self-employed versus owning a business hmm. oh that's interesting yeah yeah that is interesting and i i think that's a key right there if you never delegate you never let anything go then you will just be self-employed 
Mm -hmm. um, you will always be working so hard. You're never going to be able to accomplish everything that you could if you let go of some of the things. But um, what I was noticing, at least from my perspective, right, and what I talked to Carlton about is I felt like it was doing us a disservice. I felt like, you know, why am I in this role if you're just going to jump in? And and I recognize that, you know, it, you may not always be able to get in touch with me. And, and my struggle, um, you know, just from the founder side in my own business, I had a hard time initially because it's like anyone coming alongside is a co-founder. You're not getting paid. You're not. And so it's like I'm treading lightly with what I ask you to do for me. But what I notice is if I opened up my mouth and said, you know, hey, here's my vision, here's what I need, um, then you're, I, I noticed that people were helping. You know, Natalie created this whole book of templates for me um, because she knows how much I hate Canva and it's like her playground. Um, and it, it was just beautiful because I didn't really have to do anything but say, hey, I could really use, here's where I'm stuck, here's what I've still got to do. And she's like, let me do that for you. And it was great. So I didn't have to necessarily delegate. I, I had to open my mouth and say, hey, here's what needs to be done. But even, you know, thinking about that for a future, it's just like, no, I need to be prepared to say, here, you take this off of my plate because you're better suited. And it runs like you're supposed to. I was seeing, you know, I was hearing Carlton say all of the right things, but revert back to the same thing that some business owners, we all get you know, stuck into that Mad Hatter syndrome. And so it's just like, wait, no, no, no. We got to eat the dog food, right? <laughs> we, if, if you're telling people this is the way to build a sustainable business is to get a team around you, then let that team do what they do best so that we can expand, we can grow, we can do you know, all of the steps a lot faster and in parallel. Absolutely, Shannon, you're dead on. And one of the things that we've learned in the process, again, if I was starting all over, I, I would be a, probably a different CEO right now uh, because I would know exactly what to do. What we have to keep in mind is as, as we're starting this process, as most business owners are, when they're starting alone, that's when that Mad Hatter syndrome um, happens to take hold of that CEO or take hold of that business owner. And it starts becoming a, a ritual of not necessarily not trusting anyone else, but trying to work as efficient as you possibly can to accomplish the goal. So you're pushing through. So if it feels like you feel like someone is not doing it or they're slowing down or your um, your VA didn't type it fast enough, you know, you just jump on and you do it. You type it in. You say, don't worry about it. I got it. But that wasn't. The, but the point isn't that you could do it. The point is that you have time to do something else if you're not doing that. So it frees you up to be the CEO. It frees you up to have the bigger vision and to look at your company from the 40,000 foot view. And to that point, now you're able to delegate. But if you start in the mindset of that Mad Hatter, it's hard to let go. And here we are seven years later, uh, Shanna, and I'm still, there's remnants of it that they'll just pop their heads up. like. Sometimes I'm great. I won't say a word. I won't touch anything. And sometimes it's like, why is he in there? What is he doing? Get him out of there, right? Uh, in fact, Tom asked me to take a look at something on our page. And then he looked at it today. He's like, oh, my gosh, you did the whole page. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, I was just I was just tinkering. Like, I was trying to, I was trying to wait. I was like, no, just tinkering. And he was like, dude, that's perfect. And I was like, um, 
I didn't mean to do that. It, yeah, yeah, I did. You know, I, my, my goal was to do it and do it as perfect as I can and let it go. But one of the things that I've learned, and I won't get to the secret to how to avoid this, but it came from Robert Kiyosaki. Even before we started learning all of the data and understanding the, the failure rate of businesses and the revenue rates of businesses, what I always remembered about Rich Dad, Poor Dad was every time he talked in the book with his rich dad, he would walk into the house and the rich dad had all of these experts around him. He had the accountant, he had the lawyer, he had the banker, he had all these individuals around him. And he would just sit back and he would allow them to advise and then he would either approve or disapprove what they were saying. And wow. that was it. And then they would go about their days and they would do everything they needed to do to take care of the business. And he would go about his business on a higher level. And so I knew that in my mind, that is a necessary thing to do. And it's the right thing to do, but the remnants of the Mad Hatter syndrome was still buried inside of me. And in a moment, we're gonna talk about how do you not do that? And for those individuals who are out there, it's hard when you start it, but it's not impossible to let it go. Well, I, and for me, I think about just the companies that I've worked for. And, and I've worked with a lot of small businesses and for a lot of small businesses. So seeing there's a big difference when I saw the CEO like so hands on um, and what it did to sometimes the morale of the team and the ones that were like, OK, if I've given you this job and I'm paying you a good salary to do this job, if you can't do it without me, I need to find someone who can. And those companies tended to do a lot better. You know, they they would grow because you're making sure that you're putting the right person in the right place and you're not coming in and doing all of the work and paying, some, you know, and that was why it was just like, okay, so the highest earner in the company is doing the work <laughs> of everyone underneath. So not only are you spending this money and just allowing this to, to go, you know, keep going on the way that it is, but you, you're not really helping them to grow. You're not really helping your company to grow. Um, not everyone is supposed to be in every position. Some people, you know, so it's just like really looking and, and identifying what, wh who needs to be where. Right. And what tasks should they be handling so that you can continue casting that vision over your company? You can continue looking to see what changes we need to be ready for. When is it time to pivot? Some of those decisions that really that CEO and the board of advisors or whoever you've got, you know, trusted um, that you guys can come together and make those decisions and then let people execute. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I think you're dead on. And, and Shannon, that's the that's the action that needs to happen. And the way to convert from the Mad Hatter syndrome, how to get over this disease and let go and actually have a delegation, have a team around you. Number one, make sure that when you're building your team, you're building a team of people who you know, like and trust that have the same passion, the same drive, and they align with your mission and vision they are saying, oh, that's something I wanted to do, or, oh, I believe in that cause, and I want to help those people or that audience, and I want to serve that. If they align with that, then you know there's a foundation of trust. So at that point, once you know that you have the people around you and you're confident that the people around you, 
you trust them and you know that they have the skill to do it, just don't talk to them. This is this is my way. I, I promise you. This is it That's sounds so evil, right? Uh, Natalie probably gets this the most from me, right? <laughs> it's like I want to talk to Natalie all the time, and it's like don't, just don't, don't, don't shoot an email, don't say nothing, you know. But if something comes out of like she creates a fly or something, like I just like I don't, I don't, because she has a methodology in which she's using to achieve the goal that she set for herself to accomplish that task. So why would I interrupt that and put my two cents in it? You know, she's making the hamburger for herself to eat. Here comes the 300 analogies. She's she's making the hamburger for her to eat and I walk over and put ketchup on it. Well, I'm not the one eating the hamburger, she is. Why would I put ketchup on it? She may not like ketchup. And so in that regard and in that respect, I've learned to push, not in a personal way, push a person away, right. but from a, from a professional perspective say, I trust them to do that. I'm not even going to look at, I, I will see the end results of it. And since I've done that, the show has done phenomenal. And that makes me feel good. Now, marketing is one of the last pieces that we're holding on to to push out and, and get started. So Shanna's kind of like, okay, Carl, you got to let go. You got to let go. And so it's probably one of my hardest pieces right now. It is the last of my Mad Hatter syndromes that I'm holding <laughs> on to. Now, I still jump in and do things from time to time. But I, I'm conscious of it, and I'm conscious that I could be doing something else. But now I'm looking at it as, am I helping my team member, or am I hindering their progress? Right. And so now I ask, hey, do you want me to help you with that? Do you want me to do that? And they go, no. I say, okay, fine. If they say, no, go ahead, jump in and do it, I go, perfect. Let me do it. And then I get on down the road and move on to it. And I feel good because I feel like I'm, I'm working with my team. Otherwise, part of the Mad Hatter syndrome is, as the CEO or as the owner, as the founder, as the entrepreneur, you start feeling isolated from the thing that you've created. And mm -hmm. it's almost like you're not connected to the baby anymore. And so it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, no, I got to be there. It's like, well, why are you? got to grow up. That's interesting. Right, <laughs> That's but there's, interesting. This, this, you almost, there's almost like a feeling, Natalie, of disconnect. And, and that's what you start holding on to at the very end of it. It's like, but if I let go this last piece, oh my gosh, I'm going to have no control. And it's not about control. It's about achieving the goal. And we right. have to trust that. Well, the other thing that, that what you're saying makes me think of too, Carlton, is that if it's a volunteer army and then you're constantly micromanaging those people that are volunteering, that's usually a problem for the volunteer army type of people because we're usually volunteering because we don't like to be micromanaged, right? We don't want to be told what to do. So don't sit there and micromanage me. Like I volunteered and you chose me, I thought, because you trusted me to do my job, right? So if, if I'm being micromanaged, then I don't feel like I'm being trusted either, which makes me really not want to play on the team, right? So um, just to kind of give a different perspective on thing not you're not that way obviously that's just an example but I felt that way in other businesses where um you know I'm being micromanaged but you know either appreciate what I'm bringing to the table or or not maybe we're just not supposed to work together absolutely and I think to your point Natalie the thing that Tehran and I did differently when we started we knew we didn't want people with just skills you know someone who could just do a thing we wanted the entrepreneur who could do a thing because we wanted them to have the same freedom. Like you're saying, they don't want to be micromanaged. They know what they're doing. They know how to run the business. So they understand the stuff that's going on on the other side of the business. 
even though they're even even as a co-founder i know what you guys are dealing with over there i don't know the intricacies of the data but i know what you're dealing with over there i have this part don't worry about it i got this totally under control and that was one of the things we thought about when we thought first thought about building our team um and it started just for a little quick backstory it started with us in 2016 when we first started building pillar five which was at that time it was called my now score and we developed the program or the the framework of the algorithm inside of excel which i did then we realized neither of us knew how to program how are we going to program well i could go to school and learn how to program or i could hire someone out of program either way someone's going to have to do the programming and at that moment that was probably the scariest part of starting the company was that i was going to give the algorithm to this program that no one else on the planet knew to a strange to a strange company in another country to build our software and oh my gosh it was death defying i almost didn't sleep for like a week um because you have to give up the most the ip behind what you're building right and this is my first time into a programming mission you know back in 2016. and so when we did that it it, it shook my core to the point but it also helped nurture me to realize you just have to trust the process mm -hmm. yeah. you have to trust the process and if you don't trust the person you gave it to then don't give it to them that was really simple and we trusted them and just like we trust everyone on our team so now you know other than shannon slapping my hands from now and then <laughs> you know but you that's one of, well and that's one of the things that you know and really it, it's just from experience learning over time that a lot of the time what i tell my ceos or founders it's um you need to be a resource that's 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 really you have vision you tell people, I have this amazing idea. I'm going to build this company. If they are bought into what you're saying, they want to lock arms with you, um, then just be a resource for them. So there's no harm. Like I love when I'm able to say, hey, Carlton, can you take care of this versus, okay, what happened? <laughs> so, that, so that I can now either do I need to undo this or is this the direction that we need to go in? It just makes things so much more difficult when we're looking at it from that standpoint. And so I always try to advise any you know head of the company that I speak with, you should be providing resources for those people to achieve the vision that you've set out, this mission that you guys are on. Um, and you've got a team there's no, let me have a team. You know, I was so excited when Natalie was like, yes, I'll take that on. Cause I'm like, great. That's, you know, hours that I don't have to worry about. And I know that I could go back to her and just, you know, it would at most be me tweaking something. The person that did my website that redid my website for me recently, I didn't touch it. I gave her the information she requested of me. And then I looked back and when I went through and read it after she did it, I cannot tell you to this day, what I wrote versus what she wrote. <laughs> she was that good because I gave wow. her the information. Exactly. You got to trust the process. And so it's really just remembering your role. If you're saying, I want to run this company, I want to own a business. I want to be the head of that, then be the head and just trust those people that are underneath you. You're getting those with the right skills that are aligned with what you do. And so it's just like recognizing that um, you got them in there for a reason and they joined you for a reason because they want to use those skills that they have to make this, you know, just do exactly what it was designed to do. So, Absolutely. 
and and there's a pill that you can take to help you overcome this it's called communication <laughs> so when when you go out and you decide that you want to get away from the mad hatter syndrome and you build this team around you just know that you're going to have a hard time letting go right think of a parent taking their child to daycare for the first time first time parents first time children in daycare what does the parent do when she's at work she's constantly calling the daycare right How's my little one? Are they okay? Did they eat? Did they do? Are they getting along? Same thing. Reach out to your team and communicate. And then when you have ideas, if you're sharing that ideas with the right team members, you don't have to worry about if your ideas are not getting passed through the company. Right. Helping to nurture the thing that you designed or created, but know that someone else is capable of doing it. Right. But this is, you're just putting what you want out there and they're the best ones to implement it. And you have to trust that. You have to trust that. And if it doesn't work, change your team members yep all right you guys i cannot believe it is time um a little past time so tonight's just good business segment this is a company that many of you probably are aware of from london united kingdom it's the body shop i didn't realize how the ceo um and you'll see in the clip that we're about to play it's one of like their um promotional commercials but i spliced in there um an interview with her because I didn't know how um, socially active she was and that that's more of what that company is about is kind of righting some of those wrongs. So um, tonight's Just Good Business is The Body Shop. Interesting. We see injustice and crisis today. We saw unfairness yesterday. We still see prejudice and fear. But we have fought for change. It's also an empire built on principles. No chemicals are used in any body shop cosmetics. Recycling is so important to them that they ask their customers to help. And no product is ever tested on animals. Year after year. We've always had something to say. Stood up. Spoken out. Raised our voice. Shone a light. Spoken truth to power. Born to fight. Together, we've used our business for good, for fairness, equality, and perfection in her own haphazard way means breaking new ground whenever she can. Hello. Be it starting childcare facilities for her company's workers, the first one of its kind in England, or spearheading projects with the help of her two daughters to pay first world wages for third world products. For kindness. For love. Because we are the dreamers. Believers. The rebels. We are the ones that can make a difference. Standing together. We hear your voice. Standing together. We drown you out. We won't tell you that you cannot be. So tomorrow. Like yesterday. And like today. Be seen. Be heard. Let's make real change. A wise man once asked. A wise man once asked, a wise man once asked, what if starting a business was like jumping out of a plane? And like 76% of businesses, what if 76% of parachutes failed before you reached the destination? What about those of you who have already jumped? Well, you may still have time to check your business. 
Pillar5.com, where businesses get it right. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Let's just skip that. I'm so glad. I mean, not really glad, glad, but I always had problems with it. And I was like, Carlton always gets it so smooth. The transition is just seamless. So it did my heart some good to realize that I'm not the only one that struggles with <laughs> <laughs> the simple controls back. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's not so complicated, but it's difficult, folks. Yes, it trust is. me. <laughs> All right, Natalie. So, hey, I loved that uh, on the body shop. That was pretty cool. It's very interesting to me, especially you know, bigger businesses or businesses yeah. that we've kind of grown up with, quote unquote, um, to kind of hear their story and more of what they're about. I loved that. Yeah, I actually watched that entire, and you, for me to say this, there was like a 10 minute interview. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. I actually watched the entire thing. Now, admittedly, I um, increased the speed, life hack, y'all. Um, I, <laughs> I, I increased the playback speed so I wouldn't have to spend all 10 minutes. But um, so I've trained myself to listen at one and a half to two times. And then when I drop it down, if I go to two, when I drop it down to one and a half, it sounds normal. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> hysterical. But yeah, I was so impressed with just the legacy that she's left behind and how important it was. I didn't realize, you know, how active they were socially yeah. um, and how important that was to her as, you know, a human she called herself more of the social activist versus a business owner. Mm. Um, this was a platform where she could talk about some of these problems. But all right, we do have a business owner in the studio with us tonight. I'm so excited um, to bring him in. Ray Farrell, um, Neo Soul Cypher. He's going to talk to us a little bit about his business, the idea that he has. We want to talk about that and then just uh, address some of the challenges. We'll bring Carlton back into the screen and address some of the challenges. But let's bring Ray in first so everyone can get a chance to meet him and get to know him. Hello. Hello, everyone. Ooh. Hey, Ray. How are you? <laughs> Welcome to the show. We're happy that you're here with us. No, it's my pleasure to be here. It's, uh, it's actually an honor to be here. It's a wonderful show and platform that you guys have, and um, it is great to actually be able to be a part of it. Awesome. Thank you. Well, that makes right. us feel good. I'll have him back, Shanna. Well, let's talk about you, Ray. So let's talk about Neo Soul Cipher. Um, we want to bring, um, we're going to bring Carlton back in, but let's let's tell the, the audience, you know, a little bit more about the company, what you're trying to do, where you see sure. it going. Sure. Sure. Neo Soul Cipher um, is a, a music and lifestyle platform uh, dedicated to what I would call Neo Soul and classic hip hop music. And I like to say the related lifestyle. Um, it's a it's a platform that we started a number of years ago. Um, I like to call it the slow burn startup uh, in the sense that uh, a number of us have been working on the platform and elements of it for the last number of years while we've had our quote unquote day jobs and, and some you know family obligations and night jobs, et cetera. Um, but it's one of our, our passions that we continue to work on and develop and grow. 
Um, the, the heart of the NeoSoulCypher platform is our website uh, at NeoSoulCypher.com and, uh, and also the music associated with uh, the, the platform. So you, you'll be able to click onto the platform and, and hear different um, elements uh, of, it, of music all over the, all over the uh, website. Um, be it the playlist that we have, uh, be it the jukebox that we have. Um, you will also be able to, once you go onto the site, also be able to click onto uh, wonderful articles that we've created over the last number of weeks, months, and even years. Um, and we do a number of different things with those articles, everything from kind of the most topical stuff to what we call from the vaults or you know where where they are where they are today in terms of legacy artists that we may love and not have heard from in a while and so we try to highlight them one of the the core elements of neo soul cipher is this whole notion that there's a, a fundamental love of a type of music and a type of feel from that music that we have grown up loving uh, unfortunately we can't get um, on current radio, current video sites, et cetera, for whatever reason. Um, tastes have changed in some ways. Uh, the way that people access music has changed in other ways. Um, the, the topical artists that get onto uh, radio platforms, um, they, they're quite different than the, than the artists that we may love from a legacy perspective or even just from a, a lyrical perspective. And so that's what we try to bring to the fore is the ability to access that that you have loved but can't get access to on a regular basis. Um, and so that is pretty much what Neil Soul Cipher is. Uh, we uh, not only have the, the website, but we have uh, social media um, presence all across social media. We also have done numerous uh, live events that have been one of the, um, I think, stronger elements of what we do as a company. And uh, we've been able to identify up and coming and emerging artists as well as legacy artists and bring them to the fore and, uh, and also just create partnerships uh, across the board as well. So um, I won't keep on rambling, <laughs> um, and uh, I'll kind of leave it at that and, and open it up to uh, additional questions and, and thoughts. Um, so tell us a little bit more about the audience that you're serving. Sure. Um, so the audience is really, um, I would like to say, those in the 25 to say 55 to 60 demo um, who love uh, kind of first and foremost, what I would call uh, R&B, uh, real soul uh, elements of R&B, um, grew up in the hip hop generation and, uh, and, and, and really enjoy what I would call lyrical hip hop um, versus some of um, uh, elements of hip hop that may not stress as much in terms of lyrics and positivity. And so that's what we focus and stress in terms of the kind of music that we try to curate and highlight. Um, and so we want to address those people in that, that demo that are attracted to that. Okay. We're going to bring Carlton back on. And then any of our, I know we've got a couple of coaches in the audience there. If you're on and available, um, please ask any questions that you feel like um, maybe it's something that Ray hasn't considered, or he might have an answer for that might help you ask the next question. We are here with him. Um, he's identified challenges of increasing user engagement and interaction, I think is um, 
you know, one of the biggest challenges that you were identifying, Ray. Mm -hmm. So if you've got any suggestions or questions that might help dig a little bit deeper, um, please, by all means, put those in the chat so that we can see those and get that answer from Ray. But Carlton, what are you thinking just from what you've heard? Oh, obviously, um, first of all, Ray, congratulations on Neo Soul Cipher. I think what you're doing is amazing. I am definitely in that generation that <laughs> enjoys <laughs> that music that, you know, that we're talking about. And I'm always looking for it. You know, I always got to yeah. go all the way to, you know, 107.5 to get it because <laughs> it's at the back of the radio station because yeah. no one else wants yeah. to listen to it. Absolutely. Um, you know, but the first thing that comes to my mind, and, and, and obviously I'm, I'm thinking from the founder's perspective as well as a strategist's perspective, the, the one thing that I know is sometimes when we say we need a thing, and I've learned this and you understand what I'm saying, and everyone in the room should understand, when we say we need a thing, there's actually something deeper. So we're trying to get enough information so we can dig the hole. Um, and this goes right into the conversation of delegation. This is where you want to get all the way to the root, to the core of the this is the thing that I needed to do. Like, I need more audience. I need more eyeballs on my website. I need I need a very specific thing. Um, my social posts aren't working. Um, I want to grow or whatever that specific thing is. So, um, so let me ask you, right? What is that when no one's around and you're tinkering and working, what is the thing is, dang, I got to get that done? Yeah. What's it, that it thing? Yeah, it, it really is um, engagement. What I mean by that is we push out a lot of things, but we don't get back a lot of things um, on, on digitally. Um, I, I must admit that when we push out things in, in event-wise in, in live and either um, the shows that we do because we have a host, uh, we have a couple of, uh, of shows that we have on our platform as well that do incredibly well in terms of user engagement. Um, and then when we have our live shows, you know, well attended and really engaged and, and very thoughtful and helpful folks. Um, however, online, we are not getting that feedback that we would like, um, that engagement that we would like. Tell me a little bit more about that engagement you like. Is it is it to acquire a subscription? Is it to yeah. just yeah. provide you feedback? What, what yeah. does that look like? It, to you? It's really, it's this, it's this notion that we, we want to create a community, really. Um, we want people to um, not only just read the articles and listen to the music, but talk about it with us and others. And, um, and so we need to, I know, um, you know, frame the discussion a little bit. But at the same time, we want people to kind of organically um, discuss and, and connect and say, hey, I like this this article. I like this song. Or I, I don't like this article. I don't like this song. These are the things I like. These are the things I think can be improved. Um, oh, you know, this is my favorite artist. I'd love to hear a little bit more about X, Y, Z, you know? And so that's the kind of thing that we want to do. And we want to kind of create a community. Again, it, it is about the music, but it's also about the lifestyle. And um, and so we want people to be able to talk to us a little about some of the things that they want to, in their, day, their daily routines and in their, um, even when they want to go on vacation. What do you want to do when you go on vacation? Where do you want to, what are some of the things you enjoy, you know? So we want to make that connection uh, between the music uh, and and the lifestyle and um and and again we need we need really a lot of more engagement online regarding that now that is so deep i mean that is really on the bottom that is we didn't rip all the grass up we're standing on the dirt now <laughs> i completely understand where you are yeah. and then i i yeah. have to and i'm not going to say this is a rhetorical question i know shannon's going to jump in here but 
what what I would ask you is, are you building the platform for you or are you building the platform for your audience? Yeah, that's that's a good that's an excellent question. And oftentimes I feel like I'm definitely building it for me because these are the things <laughs> that I love and am passionate about. No doubt about it. But one thing that has kept me going regarding this is that it seems to resonate because everyone um, that I talk to about it has experiences with us when they come to our shows, when they come, when they listen to our interviews that we do of artists, um, they say, hey, we love it. You know, that's exactly what we want more of, you know, and um, and so that is we, we do get some really good feedback relative to that. But again, we haven't cracked the code on how to do that or organically online. We just haven't. So Mike, how long have you guys have been um, posting and doing that online? Because your your yeah. website, your social media, I mean, your YouTube, everything looks fabulous. Your funnels yeah. I mean, it looks great. Your bones yeah. are there. But it looks like you've only been posting for two years. Yeah. So we've been actively posting um, on a daily basis for about two years. Right. Uh, but prior to that, it was it was less active on a daily basis and more sporadic. Uh, we made the commitment to do something daily uh, a couple of years ago um, in order to try to build up um, really that that presence that we're always going to be here and we're always going to give you information that you think that might be helpful. I mean, for example, the thing that we do on a daily basis is let people know about soul music birthdays. I mean, whose birthday is it in the soul music universe um, on, to, on today's date? Um, or we say, what happened in this day in hip hop? You know, from a legacy standpoint, this art, this, this artist dropped, you know, their, their um, seminal uh, album back in 1995 on August 1st or something, you know, so we, that's what we do on a daily basis. So one of the things that I was going to bring up, and I see Denise, um, Denise had the same thing. I'm going to post it up here, but she, her observation was you're wanting engagement, but your social media posts don't ask questions and open up lines of communication. Example, um, on, uh, the Amy Winehouse post, you could have asked, what's your favorite Winehouse song? And so that was what was going through my mind. And mm -hmm. and you and I, we've known each other for a while now. And we've yep. talked, you know, back and forth about a lot of things. But um, that was what I was curious about. And is there, is there engagement on the Neo Soul Cypher side, right? Is there, if someone does respond to this, mm -hmm. um, is there someone waiting to engage that person mm -hmm. to, to say, mm -hmm. hey, you know, here's what's going on. Love mm -hmm. that too. Is that happening with at least the ones that are saying, yeah, I want to talk to you. So yeah, we, we do respond when people do connect with us and, and, and we, we probably should do a much better job of, of consistently asking any those engaging type questions. Um, the reality is that we have done it, um, but obviously it's not consistent if you don't see it on a daily basis. So, yeah. Absolutely. One of the tricks that uh, we learned back learn building in uh, I do systems was one of the reasons I don't like Facebook, but it actually works. If you go to Facebook and you ask a question, you'll get 100 comments. <laughs> if you go to Facebook and you make a statement, you'll get 10 likes. That's the reality of Facebook because people want to engage. They want to tell you right. what they think. They want to tell you what right. they feel. Right. And so for you, since you're really building the platform for you, but you want to engage your tribe, they have to want to be there. They have to participate. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say the very well thing. They need to be, ask questions, say, what's your fashion tip for the day versus here's the fashion tip, you know, mm -hmm. for the day. 
you know, um, what was your favorite song in 1986? What was you listening to in the clubs? You know, what made the club bounce when you walked in in 85, right. 84, yeah. 83, 82, 81? Easy, easy now. I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, what color was your roller skates when we were break dancing in the middle of the ring? I'm just asking, you know. Uh, you know, yeah. so those are the things, you know. Who yeah. remembers when the song The Watt dropped? You know, it's there whatever, you, you know. Yeah. Uh, Trivias, just things to get them engaged, and I think they'll participate a lot more. You have a lot more engagement, and then when someone asks a question, right. versus you all answering the question, put post the question back to your group uh-huh. of your community and have your community answer it. Say, hey, before we answer this question, Natalie asked this question. Anyone's got an answer? You know, the winner for it gets a month subscription for free. Let's go, boom, go, right? Yeah, I, you know what's actually? Oh, sorry, go ahead, Shanna. Oh. No, uh, D- Denise is on a roll. She has got she so is. many things yeah. to say. Yeah. Uh, links and songs will increase likes. And she also came up with where does your audience play on um, social media, TikTok, Insta. Uh, Let me pull that one back up. Yeah. So she yeah. was asking some of those types of questions. Mm-hmm. No, uh, excellent questions and um, and suggestions. So I, I, I greatly appreciate it. And um, I'm taking some serious notes here. So. And we've also got coaches that we sent out the bio to. And so okay. as they um, send back information, if they have suggestions or feedback, okay. we've gotten that um, via email a couple of times. I'll share that with you. Um, Natalie, right. you had something. I want to go ahead and, and give. Um, yeah, I was going to say, are you guys being social on social media as far as going on other people's pages and, and posts and commenting? Because I would think, especially yeah. in your industry, you get on some other soul you know, things and you start sharing your passion there, people are going to follow you. I had put on a minimalist one, some comment about some lady wanted to know about my journey when I got into minimalism and I got like 2000 likes on just commenting on that and, and, and quite a few followers just from that, which I had zero intentions, but just because the value systems were the same there. And I just was, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I think so. No, excellent point. Um, and that's not something that we, um, I think, do daily and if we're going to do push out daily we should be doing that daily as well yeah yeah i I almost thought that could be a little bit more important because you have great content i mean you got the values there yeah Yeah. and in line with the delegation make sure you're not doing it (laughs) yes yes (laughs) that's the other piece to this as well is is growing our team and um and so that is a, a really key key component to this we are we are essentially pre-revenue and so we need um folks who kind of buy into the vision and want to be a part of the long-term piece um uh, of this so um that's that's something that we continue to you know really scout for and and look for and so um any suggestions and thoughts on that you know love to hear it absolutely i'll say it really quick and i know we're on price for time so i'm going to say this in the in the in the the last minute Um, what you want to do is find people who are in love with music, regardless of the type of music. Find people who love music, who want to be involved in the music industry. And then find the individuals who like posting on social media. And then make sure that those are one and the same people. They love mm-hmm. music. They love dealing with music. They walk around with a guitar. They always sing it and humming. And yeah. they love social media. Yeah. They're always posting, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. blah. And yeah. then you bring them in. And then if we talk offline, I'm sure Shannon will share a little with Give them a little bit of equity and then share the revenue in the future mm-hmm. and they'll love it they'll be a part of it they get to yep. grow with it and your business grows until you generate the revenue 
that you that you want to generate. Beautiful. All right. All Before right. we let Ray go, Ray, um, is there anything you want to tell the audience about? You know, where do they need to go? Any events coming up sure. that you want to share? Sure. Let's talk yeah. about that. So um, neosoulcipher.com is kind of the hub for everything, but we, uh, you know, I really encourage people to check us out on social media as well. And uh, in terms of uh, actual events coming up, we do not have anything specifically scheduled right now. We've had a couple of amazing events the last couple of months, yeah. and, um, and we are actually going to be um, making sure that we can share those events um, in, in some digestible fashion. What I mean by that is we're, we're cutting up some of the videos right now, and we're going to make sure that people can kind of take a look at some of the things that we did over the last couple of months. And we are going to be doing some virtual um, shows as well. I shouldn't say we don't have it. We, every Monday, we have uh, the Hot Pepper Show on our platform, and it is an amazing um, interview platform show with uh, Pepper Thomas and some of the really the brightest um, stars in the music industry that she interviews. So I, I should I want to point people to that every day. Um, please go check out um, the Hot Pepper Show every Monday night. On October 25th, we have Cy Smith going to be joining us on the Neo Soul Cypher Show. Um, on Wednesday, um, October 25th. So I do want to point to those um, two um, things that are constant and then one that's coming up. And so they, they should be exciting. All right. Thank hey, you what's a quick all... suggestion? Hold on, Shad, I got to say this suggestion. I know you're going to kill me, but I got to say this suggestion. Go for you know, it. I, I think about the Jimmy Fallon show, and I know that there's podcasters out there that they have their shows. Yeah. And you saw the intermissions that we have in our show and in this show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's great to work yourself into places like that where it's like this moment where there's a Neil Soul Cipher banner and you get to hear the music. So you're just bringing the music to the podcaster for like their intermissions, for their breaks in between yeah. their commercials. Uh -huh. So there's like a background of music. Like even Shannon will tell you, I'm always dropping that song where <laughs> we could drop uh, the Neil Soul Cipher where there's some background music. It's like, oh, yeah, and that's music from a Neil Soul Cipher Check it out, right? All mm -hmm. they got to do is do that for 30 seconds yeah. and you're good. I love and you it. You would get well it. known through the industry. I love it. All your right. 30 second commercial. Yes. Awesome. All right. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ray, right. for joining us. Um, anything we Appreciate can do to help you everybody in your business, that's what we're going to do. We will Absolutely. see you next time. Yes. Right. Thank you. Take care. And thank Bye -bye. you to Carlton too, Carlton. Right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> thank you, Carlton. <laughs> I have been to a couple of their events, and it they looks are fun. Amazing. It looks great. Yeah, they are amazing. He they put on such an, a a great live show. The artists are phenomenal. Um, I was so thrilled to be you know invited to join them. They're doing a great job. It's just really you know, getting the word out. So I was glad that he was able to come on and get some feedback and some, you know, just suggestions. Um, but guess what time it is, Natalie? What time is it, Shanna? It's your boy. It's, it's your boy. boy. <laughs> 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 Let's do this, Carlton. The next step is to create a business plan. And there are a few websites better at this than Bricks. Bricks can help you create a roadmap to achieve your objectives. Its bread and butter is the financial forecast which can be used to understand the funding requirements your business may need and help you secure the funding. Bricks can build complex financial plans with simple building blocks. Every sport has a scoreboard illustrating exactly where the team is at any given time, whether they're ahead of projections or if they're lagging behind. Brinks can be your digital scoreboard 
illustrating exactly where you and your team are when it comes to your business numbers, your finances, and overall business plan for you and your team. With this website, you're going to be telling the competition what you're going to do when my business runs wild on you. All right, don't get beat up out there. Oh, Lord, do you know the reference? No. Oh! No, I do not. What is it? Okay, it's wrestling that I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Hulk Hogan. Well, it's, okay. I mean, it's Fitzroy being Hulk Hogan. <laughs> okay. Now I got to find out for sure. Cause I was like, I need to know this reference. Drop it in the chat. Drop it in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> if you know for sure. Drop it in the chat. I want to know. Um, oh, Macho Man Randy Savage is Randy Carlton Savage. Who knew that, Carlton? Carlton. Okay. Yeah. I was watching no, Carlton. The I know we're almost out of time, but I was watching Young Rock and with all of the wrestlers. And I think Randy Savage, Macho Man Randy Savage was one of the ones that was featured on there. And so, but it sounded when you said Hulk Hogan, I could I could see that too. But I don't know. Um, okay, you got uh, money tips for us? Okay, yes. So uh, last season, you guys reached out and said, how can we make more money working from home? We want to know, we want to know. So uh, we started last week sharing some tips with you on that. Tonight, we are going to talk about getting paid to type from home. So if you have typing skills, or I think really, if you don't even have typing skills, you can work on them and to make them better and uh, check out some freelancing sites to um, be able to do that. So Carlton's going to bring up some of them and I will just give you them here. We have transcribeme.com. We have threeplaymedia.com. Uh, rev.com and dailytranscription.com. So you go there, you sign up as a freelancer and then Carlton, are you on? Yeah. So Carlton's going to kind of take you guys to show you on there. You just go on there and sign up as a freelancer. If you go to rev.com, Carlton's actually going to show you guys how you can just go on there and um, you just go there. You, you, if you see it has, you know, become a freelancer, you can scroll down and just keep, yep. And if you keep going, Right here, so you see transcriptionist and captioner, 30 cents to $1.10 a minute. So you could potentially make 60 bucks an hour doing this, you guys, which is awesome. Do it in your free time, spare time, side hustle. I mean, if you can type fast, this is a really thing for you. It could end up being uh, just a really a great opportunity for you to be in time, uh, in charge of your time. So I um, hope that helps. If any of you guys check it out, let us know what your experience is, and we will have another way for you to make money from home next week. <laughs> okay, we've got three grants that we want to cover in a very short period of time, so we'll make sure and post these. But the first grant that we're going to look at is, um, they're all from Hello Alice, so definitely go there, sign up. One sign up will get you access to all of the grants, but this one's DoorDash Restaurant Disaster Relief Fund, so criteria, you just can't have made a lot of money. You have to have been open for at least six months, but it is a $10,000 grant. If you are a restaurant, you need to have a brick and mortar restaurant. So keep that in mind, September 29th. So you've got a little over a week to apply for this one. The next one is FedEx, the um, Global Entrepreneurship Network and Hello Alice. Um, if you are a just a veteran or disabled, so if you identify as either of those, majority 51% owned by a veteran or someone who has a disability, less than 25 employees, 
um, less than seven million in gross revenue last year, 2022, and a need for funding to support your business. You've got until October 6th with this one. Go ahead and apply early. It takes less than an hour for that one. I've already applied for that for someone. Then the last one, this is the last opportunity for 2023 for the Small Business Growth Fund. They are giving away grants from 5,000 to 25,000 sponsored by the Global Entrepreneurship Network and Progressive and Hello Alice and Etsy. Um, they're all putting money into this. They're trying to give away as much as possible. Um, United States, Puerto Rico, D.C., less than a million in 2022 annual revenue, commitment to customers and community, and have a clear plan for the funds. You've got until October 27th. So we'll remind you of this one. And then next week, we'll cover some of those that are expiring that we want to give you one more chance to look at and anything new that we can bring to you. So that's that. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, hey, that's tonight's show. Hope everyone had a great time that joined us. Thank you for those that did. Thank you, Carlton, for coming tonight and talking about yes. delegation. Shanna, thank you for just all that you do on the back end and on the front end. This show would not be what it is without you. We appreciate you so much. Thank you, everyone who joined us, who watched the show, who's watching the replay. If you subscribe or go and try to fill any of the grants or if you do any of the stuff that we're teaching you guys how to make money, let us know in the comments. Tell your friends, and we will see you all next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Our goal is simple, to help you achieve the dream and vision you first had when you thought about starting a business. We're here to make growing your business less complicated. There are building blocks to build a sustainable business. We promise to seek them out and address them all. The better your business show starts now.